0: With your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance coach, best-selling author, speaker, and, of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering our entrepreneurial audience to take their business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success strategies and hacks with us so that we can implement all their strategies and hacks in our business. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, spreading the good word on social media. I see you guys sharing the show on social media. It's because of you from subscribing and listening and downloading and spreading. It's because of you that we are now downloaded and listened to in 65 countries and growing. So again, thank you so much. If you haven't yet listened to the last show, make sure to check it out because Ryan Foland, our communications strategist expert shared some really cool new ways on how to communicate more effectively with not only your current clients, but also your prospects. All right, Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to chat with an individual who has multiple businesses, wants to own an NBA basketball team one day, and will share with us some key strategies on how to scale a business and also how to work on your business versus always in your business and use leverage to your advantage. Today, our featured guest is Mr. Ian Bellina. Ian, are you ready to rock? Yes, Scott, I'm ready. Ian Bellina is the CEO of Peer Hustle, a mobile on-demand freelancer marketplace for the sharing economy, often called the Uber for freelancers. In addition, he currently owns and manages three other businesses as well. This includes Fusion Video Producers, a video production company that has worked with notable figures such as Washington Redskins wide receiver Pierre Garçon and Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi. Fusion Video just released its first film, the -the behind-the-scenes documentary on D.C. Fashion Week. Ian's other businesses involve an international battery brand and short-term real estate rentals. Ian, welcome to Success Hackers. It is great to have you on the show. so glad to be here. It's an honor. Yeah, absolutely. So, Let's get right into it. I gave Hacker Nation just a brief description of who you are, Ian, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business.
1: All right, yeah. So I'm the founder of Peer Hustle, and I like to classify myself as a hustler, hence why I have a company called Peer Hustle. So <laughs> to me, the whole premise of a hustler or an entrepreneur is somebody who turns nothing into something. So ever since I was a ever since I was a kid, I've always been an entrepreneur. I always had different projects I was working on. So kind of. Going through my life here and there, I was able to come up with the idea of Peer Hustle where we're essentially trying to get the average person and make them hustlers. That's the whole premise behind Peer Hustle. We're trying to give people an extra way to make money on the side.
0: Yeah, I love that because you 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 classified it as the Uber for freelancers. So go into that a little bit more. Exactly what is Peer Hustle?
1: So Peer Hustle is an on-demand freelancer marketplace. So the whole premise is let's say you want to hire a freelancer such as a photographer uh, somebody to come, uh, clean your house, a writer, a developer, who, what have you, right? So the whole premise is you simply type in a skill set. So it could be Ruby on Rails for developing. It could be photography, videography, whatever. And it will show you local peers around your local area who have that skill set, who you can then hire inside the app. So you can hire them for jobs either in person or remotely. So the whole premise is we're, we're trying to just change the way the, the entire freelancing, uh, freelancing, uh, landscape is. Because right now, other, other apps out there let you be freelancers in person, but not remotely. So we're trying to create one, one unified platform for all people, all kinds and uh, all skill
0: sets. So how is that different than, for example, like a Fiverr?
1: Right. So Fiverr is purely web-based, right? So, right. And the whole premise with Fiverr is you're trying to compete with people globally while trying to, to compete on pricing. With Peer House, so the whole premise is we're focused on the local community. So no longer do you have to compete with people halfway across the world who are going to bid out to outbid you by dollars and, and pennies, right? So with Peer Hustle, you're essentially trying to restrict the the local geography to be your, your only competition. So that way it's, it's much more fair.
0: So when you look at your company Peer Hustle, what's the most crucial part about growing the business? Is it more? Letting people know about Peer Hustle so they can use your services? Or is it a combination of also finding the actual talent that could also upload their, their profile into the app? Right, yes. Yeah. So it's a combination of multiple things.
1: So since we're a marketplace, we have to we have two customers to cater to. We have to cater to the freelancers. We have to go on there and create their profiles as a way to promote themselves. Then we also have to cater to the clients. We have to go on there and hire freelancers, right? So... Trying to navigate those two it has been something that's been difficult, but it, we've uh, had lots of growth trying to cater to those two
0: angles. When you look at the business, where is the most growth in your mind? Is it, like you said, strictly from a, from a feed on the street, sort of a local play, or more of a national play, You know, and ultimately want to turn it into, as you put earlier, like an Uber for, for the taxi business?
1: Right. So at first, we, we, the idea was to do a local play. But then we realized that our power was going national. So right now, peer hustle is available in all 50 states. And then in in the second version coming out, we're actually going global because we've had lots of people request peer hustle in their countries and their communities because this is pretty much the best way or there's no other way out there to find local on-demand jobs. So right now, we feel like the best play is to kind of try to scale up. So we we didn't really follow the model of beginning in just one city. At first, that was an an idea we had, but I was like, you know what, forget this. Let's just go big or go home. That was was pretty much the motto.
0: Go big or go home. I love that. That's the same motto we have right here on Success Hackers. I mean, you own a lot of different business and you have interests in multiple areas as an entrepreneur. Share with us maybe one aha or light bulb moment when you knew, Ian, that you were onto something really special with pure hustle. Do you actually remember that moment or it could be in any other of the businesses that you had? Do you remember that sort of that aha moment that you said, holy crap. Yes, I
1: did. This is really happening. Right. Yeah. So one day I was in my basement, just, I think I was taking a nap actually. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, you know what? I've been, I, was, I was watching Silicon Valley episodes on HBO and I had that entrepreneurial bug again to go out there, do a startup. So after watching the video, I was like, you know what, though, my last my last uh, company failed. And it failed because we were out there, essentially a solution, trying to find a problem. So this time I said, let me do it the the, the right way. So I sat down and I said, let me just put a list of 10 problems I have during the course of my day, my week, my month, and try to solve them myself. So I put down a list, and, and after going through that list, the best problem I had was finding people for skill sets. Locally, in the same manner as finding a cab on Uber. But then from there, I didn't want to invest or commit to doing a startup if it wasn't something that was worthwhile. So I followed the, the Lean Canvas model and basically did a very, very, very uh, high-level MVP. I just got a web page. It was a landing page saying, i was saying, this is Peer Hustle. We're a mobile on-demand freelancer marketplace that lets you turn your side hustle into a real hustle. Sign up here if you're interested with your email address. And I put that on Craigslist. And in the first month, I had over 150 people sign up. And I was like, wow, this is, this is something. So that gave me a, a lot more confidence to actually go out there and commit to it.
0: Wow. Hacker Nation. Right off the bat, Ian is sharing some great nuggets with us, which is again, if you're someone that has this itch or desire, and I always talk about this on the show, that entrepreneurs, they involve themselves into finding out a solution to a personal problem first, and then taking it on a, a massive scale from there. So that's what you did. You actually wrote down some ideas and what are the biggest problems that you have in your own personal life, and then you just put, like you said, a, a web page together, a, a landing page, if you will, and you got a lot of interest. So once you got the interest, then what? What happened? Then I began planning. <laughs> so I began doing the mockups, <laughs> began doing the designs.
1: Then I actually began, I began uh, talking to my people who to my list that had signed up on the on the invite page asking for feedback prior to actually building the app. So that was very helpful as well.
0: As mentioned earlier, you have a lot of entrepreneurial interests. Whether you have one successful business or multiples, I would imagine that surrounding yourself with a team is crucial so that you can really focus on what I call your zone of genius or doing what you do best. We have a lot of successful entrepreneurs who listen to success hackers. Ian, what's your take on knowing how and when to hire a team and delegate as an entrepreneur?
1: I think it's that's everything. So as an entrepreneur, yes, you wear multiple hats, but you can't have multiple jobs at the same time. There's only one of you. So with Peer Hustle, my background is, is, uh, as a developer. I have a computer engineering background, but I knew right off the bat that I didn't want to code Peer Hustle. I wanted to focus on other things. I'm not the best developer out there, so I wanted to find the best person out there to, to, to handle the job. Plus, as you mentioned, I have all these other businesses, all these other businesses on the side, right? So, I can't fully dedicate to coding the entire app myself. So with Peer Hustle, I was able to tap into other freelancers, and we actually had a team of 10 other freelancers working on Peer Hustle. From a developer to people doing the marketing, the blogging, the writers, everybody out there, I was able to find them and they were able to help me out in terms of
0: building Peer Hustle. I love that philosophy because a lot of people that I talk to as business owner clients of mine in the beginning or even on the show, one of the fears is that they're a solopreneur and they start their business and now they're three or five years into their business and they're doing okay. You know, they would like to make more money and drive more revenue and of course more profitability. But there's that gap of, well, if I hire someone else, what's the ROI against the hire? What would you say to that person that's listening to say, you know, I am a solopreneur and I understand what Ian's saying to hire more people and to hire people that are more successful or even better at that than what I do, what do you say to that person that has that fear that, hey, I got to be able to let go to grow, but I don't know if I'm ready to do that?
1: I would say do it. The ROI is immeasurable. So for example, I think one of the best benefits is not having to work 24-7, right? So let's say I have a team of freelancers and they're in different time zones. Some of them can work while I sleep, right? So it gives me a lot more efficiency. So for example, with my video production company, I'm not the best film editor out there. So I actually I hired a USC graduate to be our editor and he edits all our films and it's, it's even more impressive because he's really great at it and I and I basically just started a higher margin which gives me more time. So how does the business model work with Peer Hustle? How do you actually make money? Great question. So Peer Hustle the first thing we wanted to do is take away the whole premise in other mar- in other freelance marketplaces where freelancers have to buy credits to bid on a job. I just hated that notion. We feel like if you have to bid on a job, it should be free. So with Peerhouse, it's free to use. so we make money when you make money. So the whole premise is we have an escrow system an escrow system built in where the client puts in money in escrow. That way that when the freelancer starts working, he knows that the client actually has the money for the project. Then once the project is done, we take a 10% cut. So we take five percent from both sides from the client from the client and the freelancer. And that's how Peer Hustle makes money.
0: If I wanted to hire someone to write blogs, as an example, and I know that Susie in my local area or in another state, however it works out, I hire her. I know exactly what she charges. Mm -hmm. I accept her. We talk. We like each other. I quote-unquote hire her for X amount of dollars. Is it a per gig or a per hour or does it matter? Right now it's per hour.
1: And each gig, is uh, the restrictions are just up to one week. So the whole premise is, is for short-term gigs or sh- short-term jobs. So let's oh, say you hire oh, Susie. Okay. You would hire her maybe for one week of work. You put up the money for that week. She starts the work. Once she's done and, sh- and you, you're you satisfied, you can then transfer the money to her and we take our cut.
0: All right, Ian, can you get vulnerable for us for a minute? Yes, I can. So I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure differently than most people. We actually have a segment on the podcast called The Fail Forward Stage. And you alluded to this earlier, but I want to dive a little bit deeper. I believe that all high performers actually use failure as feedback and course correction. The mark of a champion is you fail. Maybe you get up. Maybe you fail again. But then you keep getting up and up and up. Take us to a time when you actually failed, almost wanted to maybe even give up and go back to your old life and your old job, but you actually used that one failure as fuel to your success fire. Take us back to that place.
1: Wow. Okay. Great question. So I would say right after grad school, graduate school. So I finished grad school. I had my master's in computer engineering. I was out there looking for jobs, applying for jobs, and I interviewed with a bunch of companies. The economy was rough. I probably interviewed for, I think it was probably one one full year, I interviewed with, with Microsoft, Amazon, all these, all these different companies, but I still had no job offer, right? So it came to a point where I just got tired of it, and I just got frustrated. I was like, you know what, forget this. I'll start my own consulting business. So I began my own consulting business, and within a month, I had a job where I was consulting with somebody in, DC, in, the, in the D.C. area. So I did that for about two months. Then I was able to actually parlay that consulting experience to then joining Deloitte, the world's biggest biggest consulting company. So to me, I think just going through that one year of not being able to find a job made me really just kind of reassess what I was trying to do and where I was trying to go. And I ended up, as a hustler, just kind of figuring figuring out a different way, which ended up being uh, the best for me.
0: So when you were in that job and you were with arguably one of the biggest consulting companies on the planet, so how did you build the bridge from working at one of the largest consulting companies and probably making really good money to saying, you know what, I'm not cut out for this. I want to really build that bridge over to becoming an entrepreneur.
1: So prior to Deloitte, I actually went to Deloitte as a reference. So a person I met at probably two years back at a networking event. I met him, met him, talked to him, we chat, kept in touch, added, added him on LinkedIn, and fast forward two years later, it turns out he's now working at Deloitte. So actually, I applied to Deloitte the first time via the website, and I was turned down. Then I saw my buddy work there. I, well, not, not really my buddy, somebody I just met like one time in two years, and I asked him about uh, Deloitte, and he was able to refer me there, and surprisingly, they are able to hire me. Not only that, but it was actually a most senior job. Then they turned me down for the first time. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but from there, in my first two months, I just quickly realized that wasn't for me. I wasn't really cut, cut out for that lifestyle because I've always had all these different ideas and projects that I like to do on the weekend. And while working in services as a, as a consultant, you don't really have that time because you're always traveling from one location to the other, working there the whole week. And I was working probably 80-hour work weeks, and I just couldn't deal with it. So I was able to actually change jobs and I ended up going to IBM just based on, on lifestyle. So it was a lifestyle choice because I knew if I went to IBM, I wouldn't really be working that many hours like in, like in services or as a consultant. So it would actually free me out to actually have my own weekends, to have, to have my own time after work, to focus on other projects like peer hustle, my video company and all these other things
0: I'm working on. All right. Let's switch gears. Ian, as you know, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to not only help them grow themselves, but also grow their business. What's one actionable step that our listeners can take like right after the show in order to take their business to the next level?
1: I'll do a high-level step. So this is actually an idea I got from a mentor of mine I like to follow. You probably know him, Grant Cardone. So (laughs) that's the whole premise of 10X, right? (laughs) Whatever you're doing, 10x that, right? So the whole premise is whatever you're doing, it will take 10 times the amount you think it takes to actually achieve it. So let's say you're doing marketing, right? Or let's say you're doing developing or what have you. Get whatever you think you're doing and try to do 10 times the amount of that. And I think that's probably one of the best philosophies in terms of anything you're you're out there trying to achieve. So if you're cold calling, make 10 times more number of calls, but then this also goes to one other philosophy. You can't really 10x by yourself, right? So to scale properly, you have to have other people working with you. So then you have to kind of hire other, others to help you out as well.
0: All right, Ian, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hacker's version of the hot seat. Whatever is the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So Ian Bellina, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes, I am. Best advice you've ever received? Read books all the time. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I watched Netflix prior to falling asleep. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 18 years old again. What advice, knowing about life and business, would you give your 18-year-old self? Don't limit yourself. Shoot for the moon. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? I would actually say I'm full of myself. (laughs) You're full of yourself?
1: Like I have unshakable confidence in myself to a point where at times it can be the at times it's delusional, but at times I feel like it's helped me out a lot. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? Back in high school I was a Madden champion. I was the best in Madden. So most people don't really know that about me unless they're with me in high school. But
0: I love sports video games. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? Winning through intimidation. By Robert Ringer. If you can recommend one social media tool or service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? I would
1: say IBM Watson Analytics because that's the product I sell for IBM. So it lets you leverage unstructured data from social media sites and you can do high-level analytics with it. So essentially, it lets you be a data scientist without having to be a data scientist.
0: Ian, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been incredible. Thank you so much, Ian, for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business?
1: Right. So it's been an honor to be on the show. You can find out more about us at PeerHustle.com. That's that's P-E-E-R-H-U-S-T-L-E. We're also available via Twitter. We have an Instagram. You can find us via Facebook or email as well. You can email me personally if you have any questions or comments at ian at peerhustle.com, that's I-A-N. And it's been a pleasure, Scott.
0: Absolutely. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Ian, along with some other really cool brand-new resources we have on the site. When you're on the site, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get all the latest and newest episodes. Also, when you're on the site, successhackers.net, I just came out with my best-selling book, interestingly enough, the same title as this podcast, called Success Hackers. It has hit the best-seller list in three different categories. You can grab your copy, again, on successhackers.net. Also on successhackers.net, under the show notes for Casey Zeman, if you want to get trained for free by the expert on how to start working with webinars in your business, just go to caseeman.com forward slash successhackers. Again, it's under the show notes under Casey Zeman. Lastly, I love the Hacker Nation community. I love you guys so much that I want to actually give back to you. This is how I want to give back. So when you go to iTunes, type in success hackers for the podcast, and when you're on Success Hackers, you can actually leave a review for the show. So make sure to leave a good review. Once you leave a review on the show, then just screen grab that review, and then email it to me. My email, write this down, is info@successhackers.net. at info at successhackers.net. Once you email me that review, then I will actually give you and your company a mention on the very next episode here on Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next episode, go out and live with passion.